Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. For this one today, we're going to do something kind of fun, I think. I had a long week. This homeschooling nightmare thing we've got going on is just not a lot of fun. And unfortunately, I'm spending the majority of my day in front of a computer now, so I'm absolutely shot when it comes to the Tom's Big Spider stuff. Later on, which is using my happy place. Now, when I'm teaching at school, obviously, I'm up. I got classes. I'm moving around. Here, I'm parked in front of the computer, answering emails, creating lessons for my kids, using, granted, finding some really cool software, and we'll get into that in a moment. And then I work with my nine-year-old for like three hours, two and a half, three hours in the morning to do his work. And then what happens is by the time it gets to be about two, three o'clock, normally where I'd sit down, do some Tom's Big Spider stuff, answer some questions, answer some emails, I'm done. My eyes are bugging out of my head. So it kind of stinks because it's been like no energy to do anything. And I have to be honest, when I sat down this morning and thought about starting my Saturday morning sitting in front of the computer once again, it was it was tough, but here we are, and I'm kind of excited. I'm feeling better about it now. So anyway, just trying to f- be completely transparent and why I had somebody email the other day, go, you didn't post a video last week. Well, nope, because I'm fried. Like, Billy's Billy's usually the one that's like, do we have any rehousing to do? Are we shooting any videos today? And I've been like, nope, I just don't have it in me. So obviously, summer break's coming up soon, and that'll be the end of this for a while, and I can get back into the swing of things, but it's just been really difficult. So I apologize if people have been trying to get a hold. I, I answered emails the other day for two hours, and because basically because I was behind and I didn't even get to them all. So I apologize if you've emailed and I haven't got back to you. It's not personal. It's not that I'm ignoring you. It's just there's only so much time in the day. It's this, Things become a beast unto itself. So anyway, moving on to the topic we're going to be covering today, I decided to do something fun, and this has been posed to me a few times, and I have to be honest, I, I normally dodge the question because I don't like... I hate situations where I have to stress over something that's not going to happen anyway, if that makes any sense. So basically the question that's been posed to me a couple times is if you could only keep so-and-so, they'll give a number, usually it's five or 10. If you can only keep five tarantulas, what, which would be the five tarantulas you would keep? Or if you can only keep 10 tarantulas, which would be the 10 tarantulas you could keep? And sometimes they give little scenarios like you only have limited space. You, you know, you're only allowed to legally. One guy was like, what What if you're only allowed to keep 10 without a license or something? It was, it was interesting. But I normally don't engage in these because A, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to put a list forward. And unfortunately, somebody's favorite species isn't going to be on that list. And they're going to go, wow, I'm really surprised you didn't include blah, blah, blah. This happens every time I do a, a top 10 list. Like, I'll do the fun top 10 ones. Not that I expect anything anybody to get anything on, but like my favorite old worlds I've done before. And that was kind of fun. Or my favorite new worlds. And I struggle mightily because I honestly, and I don't mean this as a cop-out, I, if I have a tarantula, I like it. I've literally not picked anything up I didn't like. There's that running joke out there. There's one species that I, I think is a... I find to be a bit overrated only because I, I just, I'm not as thrilled with them as others are, but I still like it and would still have one in my collection. No, I'm not going to tell what it is. And people have asked me, it'll never come out because I don't want to offend anybody. Because honestly, people take this, they take this stuff seriously. It's almost like rooting for your favorite sports team or something, your favorite movie. If you don't include it, they get upset. And so that's why I kind of, one of the reasons I don't like to do these. So I, I had it mulling around in my head. Somebody asked it on a comment recently and I started to fill it out and it was just taking way too much energy and I had like legitimate questions to answer so I didn't get back to it. So I got to go finish that now. But it's a fun thing to think about because I think obviously for some of us who are listening to this, for some of you guys who are listening to this, you might only have two or three right now. Surprise, you're going to end up with like 30 or 40 soon. I'm just kidding. But a lot of us find that it's a very addictive hobby and we start with a smaller number in mind, like, well, I'm going to keep no more than a dozen. I'm going to keep no more than 25 or whatever. And a a lot of folks that bargain with their significant others, 
a young lady who they just she just moved out with her girlfriend and they the girlfriend did not want spiders and she got her to convinced her to get five of them and so she was like being extra careful which five she you know about what she'd pick because she was limited to five so I think that's where those questions kind of come from sometimes and I get it I I think honestly having five is better than not having any but I think in a lot of these situations what ends up happening down the road is the significant other gets a little more interested in them they realize hey they're not really as scary as the as people say, you know what, bottom line, if they love you, they should kind of be in with your interests, even if it's not something they're interested in. And I think what ends up happening is they start getting more. It's like, all right, fine, and get some more. I talked to some guy that I remember he was buying his, what was he? he, was buying his wife something really expensive because he had just secretly ordered a bunch of tarantulas and had gone over his quota by like two. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I just, again, I recognize how lucky I am with Billy that there is never a question. She knows that I'm very careful with how many I have. And although I obviously have a huge collection I take care of them and there's never been an issue she's never questioned anything I've said she was like that before when we had snakes and we're getting snakes all the time we had a whole snake room in our old little tiny house never gave me a hard time about it. so I'm very fortunate there and I do get that it's very reasonable for a significant other to say you know what you can only get so many of these things I get it but that ignores the addictiveness of the hobby. That ignores the fact that a lot of us, there's so many beautiful species available. And if you spend, the problem is with tarantulas, the more time you spend online reading about them, the more fascinating ones you find that you want to keep. It, it makes things worse. It's like there's always something new out there and they are something that takes up space. So it's not like you can hide it. It's not like if you have like, I like music. I obviously huge metal fan and I am constantly buying. I still, I'm old school. I buy the digitals because I like to load them uh, I have a drive that I play in my car with it and everything. I like, I just like owning them. I have the Amazon music. So I know people out there are going to probably be making fun of me for this, but I, I'm still old school. I still buy some CDs. I buy a lot of vinyl, but mostly I buy digital and uh, there's, you can't see it. Like Billy can't walk home and go, my God, you bought another album because you can't see it because it's digital. Tarantulas, they take up room and they, if you're keeping them correctly, they're going to take up, you know, not an incredible amount of room, but you can't really hide them. So I think sometimes that's where this this question comes from, and I have received it from people that have said, all right, my wife can only, said I can only keep five. What would be the five you'd keep? And it just, I don't usually participate in this question because I have a, a, a terribly difficult time figuring out because I'll, I'll create like a real situation. Like, all right, we only have room. We, we had to downgrade the house. I only have room, one shelf. I can keep maybe 10 adults once they're all grown up. What am I going to keep? And I just get very frustrated going through it because I love everything I have. Even doing the list that I put together today it, I wish I could flash it on screen. It's just names crossed out, redrawn, other names. I think I started off with about 50 and then whittled it down to there, moved one, took another one out, put another one in, put the other one back in. Realized I got done. I had 10 and there were three that weren't included that I really love and I would not want to get rid of. So what I did in my mind when I approached this is I looked more at individual spiders than species. So what that means is when somebody comes on and goes, oh, you don't like this species? No, it just means that I have a spider in my collection that I have more of affinity for of a different species. So I'll explain as I get into it, but meaning I looked more at the individual spiders in my collection. There are some that flat out, I would always keep the species. And I will mention that as I go through which ones I will always have one of these species in my collection, even if I can only keep one. I mean, there's one that comes to the top that I would always have one. I'd go back to my original. I just gave away a big twist there. But anyway, it came down to 
which I, I walked through my tarantula room. I had my list and I started like checking the ones like, yeah, I couldn't get rid of her. Yeah, I'd need her again. I, I definitely need her. No, definitely couldn't get rid of that one. And then once that was kind of fleshed out and there was some on there that I just would absolutely keep for sentimental value, then I started kind of looking at species I would always want to have in my collection because there are some, I do have some favorite species. And uh, there's a running joke out there. And honestly, it goes with just about anybody that keeps tarantulas that, you know, talks about them on video or does a podcast, whatever it may be, writes about them. We always talk about this is one of my favorites. It's a running joke because they're all our favorites. We love them. We're fascinated by all of them. It's why it kills me sometimes when people will put up those comments. What's your least favorite tarantula? Who cares? What a negative way to look at it. I mean, I, I guess we've all picked up something that later on it's like that really wasn't what I was expecting. I honestly can say I haven't. Even the one that we joke about, the, the species, it's more of the species I think is overrated. And it's because I, for me, it was there were other species that brought the same thing to the table and more. But and, and even with this species, and I still won't say it, so you can all guess, but uh, I recently revisited some stuff on this species and I have a new affinity for it. I was joking with Billy the other day. I was like, you know what? I honestly, I get it more now. Like they're, it's, it's starting to turn around. But so as far as like the negative ones, I'll never participate in that. I really don't have anything in my collection that I regret keeping at all. I have one species that I'm angry at because I've managed to get all males and that would be Neo Holoselli Insi. I've actually picked these guys up twice. First time I bought up, I picked up juveniles. I got three males. Wonder if that wasn't, you know, <laughs> if it was more than an accident. But anyway, I got three males there. And then I got gifted five of them from a friend of mine, Rachel, and they all turned out to be males. So I bombed out both times. So I'm aggravated that one only because I've gotten males, but not, I would definitely love to have a female of the species. So here we go with my attempt at trying to put together a list of the 10 species I would keep. And again, these are all ones that are currently in my collection. So this was if something happened and I was told, that's it, Tom, you can only keep 10 of these guys, pick 10 now, 10 that I could grow to adulthood, 10 that are already adult, whatever it may be. And that would be it. So here goes, starting off with the first one on the list. Kicking it off, I'm going to go with Orphanacus philippinus. Should be no surprise, it was originally the Tom's Big Spider's header spider. It's where all the orange came from in the logo design. And it was one of the first old worlds I ever received and one of the first orange spiders I ever got. And just one of the, I, I just love the looks of these guys. I always have, obviously I've talked about them for years. I, just, I mated them, one of the ones I've paired and got babies from. Just a cool looking spider. I think they're quite unique compared to some of the other old worlds because they've got that lithe build to them, the slickness to the hairs. They're not all big and fluffy. They're slick. And the colors on them are fantastic. Right now, I have my old older female. I also have five slings. So if it came down to picking one for sentimental value or between, you know, obviously I can only hold one of these guys, I would pick the female, although she's a little bit older, so I'd probably end up having a space open up in a couple of years or so. We'll have to see how that goes. But I would definitely have Ophilipinus on this list. I would definitely have to keep one of those. One of my favorites in the hobby, and my girl has a lot of sentimental value again. So that would be my first pick. Second pick would definitely be... And again, I shouldn't say second pick as in these are in any particular order. There's one on here that obviously most people that have listened to my stuff for years or whatever know who it's going to be. But the majority of them are just on here in no certain order. I have 10. These are the 10 I came up with. I'm not going to bother putting them in a top 10 list format because it would be bull. It, it doesn't. There's no particular order to it. But the next one, I'd have to have a Harpactra Polker Bees. I absolutely love the Polker Bees. They are gorgeous spiders. I know I got a lot of caca for not putting them on my blue tarantulas list. And I 
I have a good reason for it. I have a picture of my adult female, and she's not particularly blue. Still stunning, but I don't think people realize it. And once they get to a certain age, that stuff tends to wash out a bit. Not that it matters. I absolutely love these guys. If I had to keep, you know, again, we're talking about not so much species I would keep, but this is one I would definitely, if I only had 10 species I could keep, one would be an H. Pulcherpes. And in this case, I absolutely adore my female. She is so laid back, gentle, sits right out in the open, calm, amazing little spider. Like if I was into handling and I was a bit of more of a doofus and wanted to stick my hand in and take a chance with an old world, she'd probably be the one I'd do it with because she has never shown any aggression toward anything. I had to gently move her the other day. I was trying to pair her again with the male I got. The two of them just aren't having a love connection. They paired one time. She was getting fat, but unfortunately it was really close to pre-molt. She molted out and now there's no interest. So I was trying to get her out of the way to get the male there. And she just calmly like turned around and walked away. Didn't like threat pose, didn't bolt or anything. Just an awesome spider. So this is one of those ones, the species, I definitely would always have one of these in my collection. And then the particular spider, I would definitely have in my collection. So H. Pulcherpes, the, what is it? The blue leg, golden blue leg baboon definitely would be one I would keep. And, and my girl, just one of my favorite tarantulas in my collection. Now, next up, we have the Nandu Trepepi or Trepepi. This one is obviously a household favorite. Everybody loves this one. This is one of the few spiders that I break out. You know, imagine you got your, you bring out, I bring out my spiders on my dinner table and my family's doing homework. They're cooking, they're walking around the house. Nobody seems to notice there are huge spiders on the table. It's an interesting household. But this is one where if I get her out and go, oh, the Trepepi's out, the Trepepi, whatever, Trepepi, Trepepi. Everybody comes running over to watch her. She's just an adorable ball of fluff. As I've mentioned before, she's a little crazy, but I not really your your typical skittishness. She doesn't run away from you. She'll run up when you open the enclosure. She'll kind of run up and kind of have her legs over the front of it, almost like she's going to come out at you, and then just kind of sits there. Just a strange, fluffy girl. Love her. I love her to death. Cool looking spider. I actually just got several slings from Tanya at Fear Not Tarantulas because this is one I do want to do husbandry notes on eventually. But as I've explained before, I don't like doing husbandry notes on ones that I picked up as full grown adults that I don't have experience raising up as slings because I feel like it's misleading. Like you kind of have to raise them all the way through. So it's just a personal thing of mine. So I'm getting some more because I want to raise them up for babies. I this is one of the few I picked up as a young adult. I normally and late in the game too. After when I first got in the hobby, and I think a lot of us do this. We get we lack the patience to grow them up. We pick up a baby and we're like, man, it's going to take how long for this thing to be an adult? And then we go out and buy an adult version or a sexed female, juvenile or sub-adult. And in this case, it was just a great deal. Tom Patterson had one and I'd seen pictures of them and I didn't see the babies around. So I'm like, you know what? Heck with it. I'm going to do it. And I'm glad I did because I absolutely love this girl. So she has to be on this list or else I would probably get booted out of the house. No, I'm just kidding. It wouldn't be that bad, but the kids and Billy would be heartbroken. And I would too because she's such a lovely girl. So Nandrew Trepepi would be the next one on the list. Next up, we have my H. Chalensis. You can't, I, I could not get rid of this female. And again, she's getting old. I'm starting to worry about her because a lot of the old H. Chalensis that, that came into the pet trade were old females that were harvested out of the wild, unfortunately. And I've had a couple that over the years that you could tell were very old ladies and didn't live all that long after I got it, like two or three years. And they were quite good size. So you got to wonder how much. The problem is with the wild caught, you never know how old they are. 
But this girl's still kicking. Granted, she only eats like a couple times here and there and then doesn't eat. And that drives me nuts. But easily the most docile tarantula in my collection. One of the only ones I've said this many times before that I have impromptu handling sessions with. And I don't handle very much at all. I don't handle, I don't, it's not a big thing for me. I'm not into it. But she just kind of crawls out into my hand all the time and sits in my hand calmly. And it's, it's really a, a cool thing to see and so cute. So I would definitely have to keep her. She's an amazing little spider. I would never get rid of her. I just, it's, some point I do have to pick up slings because I do want to raise this species up from slings and I keep passing on them when I see them out there which is stupid because by now I'd you know if I bought one the first time I saw a sling out there I'd at least have like an inch long spider now because they are super slow growing but H. chalensis I can't imagine like it comes down to with this list I was in my room and I was picturing selling things off and actually watching somebody walk out with them and there were certain ones it's like there's no way they're walking out with that spider I mean this was one of the first spiders I ever handle that's a big one for me and i mentioned before that again although i'm not big into handling being an arachnophobe for most of my life and actually having a spider in my hand especially one you know again they're dwarf species it was a smaller but still a big spider still bigger than anything i saw around the farm growing up that was a hugely profound moment for me and it was a big like to sit there and have no fear whatsoever was huge so that's why i'm a little wishy-washy sometimes when it comes to the handling thing because i do see good that comes of it although it does put the spider at unnecessary risk so H. Uh, Chilensis definitely would have to be in there. A little, what are they, Chilean Flame now? They kind of, they changed, there was a weird thing where they changed the, the name of them, the scientific name, but then they also like all of a sudden changed the common name. I didn't get that one. There was like two of them floating around, like Chilean Flame, Chilean Red, I forget. But anyway, awesome spiders. So next one up, it shouldn't surprise anybody that this genus is going to end up on here, but it may surprise which one I chose, Formictopus cancerides. These were the guys that got me into Formictopus. I got my first, they were well-started slings from Jamie's tarantulas a few years ago, and then I went, talk about, you know, getting impatient. I was afraid that the two I had were going to end up male, and I was starting to love these guys and desperately wanted a female, so I ended up then going ahead and buying a female from her, and then I think I got one as a freebie, so I end up with four, but I love these guys. I absolutely love Pecancerides. They have a reputation, again, for being just big brown spiders, but anybody that has raised some up can tell you that is completely untrue. They start off as blue slings. They go through pinks and purples and all different colors. If you're fortunate enough, you might get a purple adult. Males tend to be a vibrant purple, so this is one of these few species that you get a male, it's like, oh, I got a male. But, oh, my Lord, the males are spectacular looking. Just my last male, I have a picture up, I think, on Instagram. And he is just some one of the most stunning purple tarantulas I've ever seen in my life. So I love the fact that people get these. There's a growth spurt they go through where they're like one minute you have like an inch and a half long. I think it's around the inch and a half mark, two inch mark. Sling, blue sling. And all of a sudden it molts and you go from a little blue sling to what looks like a large adult spider or a small adult spider. It's almost like it reminds me of those little capsules you used to get when you were a kid that you put in the water and the capsule melts away and like a foam dinosaur pops out. And you're like, oh, as a kid, you're like, how did that fit in there? It's almost the same principle with these guys when they molt, when they go through that molt. Because I remember calling Billy and going, look it, I took a picture of it like two days before. This is the spider now. How did that fit into that molt? I, I couldn't understand it. And I've had other people that have commented on the fact that the jumps they make, there's this one jump in particular where it goes from like, you, you almost seem to skip juvenile stage. It's like sling young adult. It's amazing. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, Charles, and he was talking about how his, I believe it was, 
he think it was bought as a green. It might be a green femur, but it went through that molt. And he's like, I, the size it puts on, it's amazing. It's just, they're incredible. And I'm glad that people are finally checking them out. I'm glad there's like a little fan club for them out there now. Cause when I first picked mine up, not many people were interested. It wasn't a species that you would throw pictures up and people go, Oh, that's so awesome. I love them. It would be more like, Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen those before. And they've been in the hobby for a while too. So I think there were one that people just kind of got away from, but gotta love them they gotta love the formictopus species and if again if it came down to picking one in my collection it would be one of my original ones that i grew up as slings one of my females big girls i would definitely have to hold on to those all right so moving on to the next one this one killed me because obviously i love peace letharia i my goal was always to collect all the species of peace letharia and have them all i just trying to pick a favorite is very very difficult for me this one killed me because I literally have basically every species of piece of Letharia written here and I just kept crossing. It came down to I would only – I have 10 sp- spiders I can keep in this strange scenario and I need a piece of Letharia but I didn't want to take more than one. So what I came down to and I, I bet you everybody right now is thinking which one they think I'm going to pick but it might surprise you. I ended up going with a piece of Letharia regalis. With P. Metallica written right next to it with lines going back and forth because I couldn't figure out which one I'd rather keep. I have a thing for black and white spiders and black, white, and gray spiders. P. Metallicas are amazing. They're one of the most beautiful blue spiders out there. They're stunning. One of my favorites. One of my favorite piece of Letheria species. But it comes down to the fact that black, white, and gray, there just isn't a lot of that out there. And I just love the looks of them. And I think it would come down to when I looked at which ones I would keep. If I had to get rid of ones, I have this female I've had for many, many years that I grew up from a sling that I absolutely adore. She's huge, about seven and a half inches now, maybe even a little bit larger. And I would definitely want to hold on to her but then it came down to my other my p metallica female who's even older i believe if i'm not mistaken and she's a sweetheart so i i really struggled on this one i think if i could cheat what i would probably do is hide one every time somebody went in the room and pretend there was only 10 and then put it back on the shelf is that permissible i don't i'm looking at it now and i i can't figure out like it would be tough watching that female Metallica go. I got her as a sling. She was one of my slowest growing of my piece of Letheria species. So it took forever to get, you know, the blues and start putting on some size. And she's become one of my favorites because, again, she is so laid back. She's one that everybody talks about being photosensitive and scrambling under light. She'll sit right out in the light. And then, like, when I go to change her water dish and I disturb, she just calmly goes behind her cork bark, like, really slowly, doesn't bolt. Just awesome. I don't know. This is tough. I... I I think I'll just go with my original choice, which was P. Uh, P. Regalis, because again, the black, white, you got to have, you got to vary the colors, but my Lord, I, I would really miss handing over. I would really miss my P. Metallic if I handed it over. And I have the communal ones too. I love those too. But again, this came down to, I tried to make it practical. It came down to like literally walking through my room and trying to figure out which ones had more sentimental value, which ones I had more of a connection with. And it's really tough. So we'll leave that one open for now. It would be one or the other. I think what would end up happening is I would fight and try to explain to whoever was forcing me to only keep 10 that I absolutely need to keep 11 and you just have to concede this to me. Like I'm and under this scenario, I'm giving away, apparently I'm giving away or selling over 200 animals. So you can let me have 11. So we'll keep, we'll keep both P. Borgalis and P. Metallica on the list for now. And uh, you can call me a cheater. I don't care. I just can't. Right now, I'm literally trying to pitch or giving away one or the other, and I can't. So they're both staying there for now. All right, next one up. 
obviously got to have a Monocentropus Balfoury. Can't have a collection without one of those. If I had, now this stinks because I can only keep one and I've had people even make sure to say, and you can't keep a communal. So that doesn't count as one. If you have a communal and you have nine, it's all nine. So that would be all, if I kept my communal, that would be all, well, eight of them now, obviously the male passed away. I would have to probably keep my original female again, sentimental value. I've had her the longest, many, many years now. Love that girl, although I don't see her all that much. She's, you know, I, I remember the first time I got the M. Balfouri, the M. Balfouris, I was so excited. That was one of my first, uh, we kind of used to refer to them here as designer tarantulas, the ones that everybody wants that are really expensive. And I got a good deal on them from Ken the Bug Guy. He had gotten new import in, and I picked up three of them. Two of them end up being males. They've obviously long since passed. But I have my female. I love that girl. She's what got me interested into that in that species. I've always loved her. And then obviously that led to getting the communal setup. I would hate to see those guys go, but I'm sure that they would go to a good home that they could stick together. I'd hand over the whole enclosure and everything, and somebody could have their own little prepackaged adult M. Balfouri communal. But I definitely would keep a Balfouri, and it would might as well be the female. Although, again, I I get this is the problem with these types of lists and these types of activities, trying to figure out which ones you're going to keep and all, because I tend to be very pragmatic because I approach them in a realistic manner. And I start thinking, all right, should I be keeping the younger ones? Because the younger ones are much younger than she is, but... Again, sentimental value, I'd have to keep the female that I've had for many, many years. And this would be another one that as far as, in this case, it's the female because I've had her for so long and she was, you know, again, one I've grew up from a sling, but also the species, the M. Balfouria species, I would always want to have one in my collection. That's one of my favorites. So it works both ways for that one. Okay, moving on. Next one I chose, which stinks because I have four of them, so I'd have to pick one, but I have a little female that I absolutely adore. Grandma Stole Poker Bees, Chaco Golden Day. I love those guys. I've, I've said, and it's one of the more ordinary spiders. You know, it's your quintessential beginner species. A lot of people start with these. I've been obsessed with the, it's, it's one of the few spiders that, I'm it is obsessed with now is when I first got into the hobby. So when I first saw these guys, I it was the name. I just thought the name was the coolest thing ever, the Chaco Golden Day. And the Polker P is when I stopped pronouncing it as Polkripes. That actually I love the sound of that. And I love the looks of them with the gold on them. I grant granted they're brown overall, but have those striking gold stripes on their knees. Awesome spiders. Mine have all been laid back. Even my male that I ended up giving a buddy of mine to do breeding with, and apparently he was successful, just never lost my love for the species. And again, it's, it's weird because I remember putting to when I first started getting serious about the hobby, I was looking up slings and realizing how long they were going to take to grow. And I, I just, there was just something about this spider. I couldn't wait to grow them up to adults. So when I finally got mine grown up to adults, and it took forever. I was just so proud, like a proud papa, just love these guys. And again, my girl's still, she's a young adult now. She's still not even full grown. I can't even imagine these guys. Supposedly they get the seven, eight inches. We'll see. Seven inch spider would be perfectly fine by me. She's one that I would have no qualms about if she came out into my hand holding her, but I haven't, I, I, hands off. But just, I just love these guys. And it's one of the, I know there's a lot of species out there that make the beginner list. They tend to be more popular than these guys. Uh, the G Polkra comes to mind. I absolutely love my G Polkra. I have two. I have a pol- one that was sold as a Polkra, one that was Kirogai or Kirogi. And I love both of them, but the Polkra bees, I don't know. There's just something about them. Just uh, has remained one of my favorites since the first time I saw a picture of one, first researching the hobby till now. I would always have one of these in my collection. So in this case, 
the species would always be in my collection. And it's also this little girl I would hold on. It's tough because the male I loved, obviously I grew him all the way up. I have two other ones that I have not sexed yet that I'm thinking one of them's female, one of them's probably male. Love those as well. But I would hold on to this little girl and keep the Choco Golden Me in the collection. All right. Next one I struggled with a bit only because, quite frankly, for sentimental value, I would pick a different species, but I'm sticking with what's in my collection. I love Theraphosa species. I just picked up Apophysis, and I have two T. Blondi that I'm growing up. One of them's about six inches now. One of them's about five inches or so, and I would definitely keep T. Blondi in the collection. If I still had a Sturmy, I would probably... This is a tough one. I, I might pick Sturmy over Blondie because when I first got my T. Sturmy male, I picked up a big adult. I, that was an amazing moment where I was stunned by the sheer size of the spider. I was just in awe of them. And then I picked up my two slings and raised them to adults and absolutely loved the species. I know there's this big thing where T. Sturmy... Well, there used to be. I think we've gotten smarter than that now in the hobby. But it used to be, well, T. Sturmy is the fake T. Blondie. If you want the real Goliath bird eater, you have to get the T. Blondie. And that's not true. They're very, very similar. There's small differences between them. We went over that in the last podcast. But um, I I love them. But I love both the Sturmy and the Blondie. It, it's it's just, it would be more of a sentimental thing because the Sturmy was my first Theraphosa species. But it's looking around the collection. Obviously, I would hold on to one of the T. Blondie. Would have to sex them out, make sure it was a female. But I would... I need a Theraphosa in my collection. I know there's been just some discussion. I was watching... But it was, where the heck was it? it was some, oh, and somebody commented on a video that they don't find them very interesting at all and they're drab and brown and I'm like you know to each your own I get it I guess but I don't know there's just something about the sheer the amount of size they put on I mean they start off as big slings they eat like machines they grow ridiculously fast especially compared to some of the other quote-unquote fast-growing species I mean they'll run laps around your Lasiodora species around your Formictopus species around your Pamphibedia species, like they grow so quickly, they get so huge, and there's just nothing like a big 10-inch spider. It, it's just, it, I, personally, it, I still find them awe-inspiring. So the, I would definitely keep a T. Blondie, but if the T. Blondie passed, maybe I'd replace it with a T. Sturmy. Maybe that's how we'd do this. We just, when something passed, we'd replace it with an alternate. But either, you can't really go wrong. And then, who knows, once I grow these Apophysis up, it may end up that Apophysis ends up being one that's on my list. I don't know. I'm very excited to grow those up. That, that species in particular was number one on my wish list for years. So we'll see how that goes. But as of this moment in time, the Apophysis, I haven't had that long. I've got my Blondies. I would hold on to one of the Blondies, and that would be one of the 10 spiders I would keep in my collection. So finally, we get down to the last one on the list, and this one should be pretty obvious because she pops up all the time, and I would never, if I can only keep one, this would be the one I keep. I've had people go, really? Of all the ones you had? Yep. That would be my G. Porteri, the queen. I have had this girl for so long. She comes up all the time, and I think it's important she does because without her, there's none of this Tom's Big Spider stuff. It all kind of came from her. I absolutely adore this spider. It, it's, again, with the whole me getting deep into the hobby and the way I did was off of a conversation of Billy, I, Billy and I discussing how depressing it would be when she passed because we'd had her for so long. That's how much the spider means to us. Everybody in the family. It's like one of those deals when she's... And she's not... I will say she's not eating as well as she used to. She's definitely slow to step. She's an old girl. I would guess she's probably at least 30. My best guess would be probably mid-30s or so. So she's a very, very old spider. I've had her for about 
24, 25, 26 years. I can't remember. It's, I think it's around 25 years now. I always slip up on the dates because I try to remember we moved out with my son, how old my son is, and that's about how long we've had her. But just, I love this spider. I had her for years. She was, even after we got rid of all the snakes and moved over here to our newer house, or the house that we've been in for 11 years, but it was a newer house at the time, she was just like, people would come over and we'd take her out and show her off to people. Never handled her. She was the one I tried to handle and had a feeding response. I almost passed out, but... I absolutely love that spider. I can't, I could never get rid of her. I could never see anybody. I don't care how good a keeper they are. I could never see that spider going to anybody else. She is mine. So that's the one spider. The easiest question people can ask me, and I've been asked this before, if you can only keep one species, it would be the G. Porteri. And I have to be honest, if she passed away, I'd probably be so heartbroken that I just want to get another G. Porteri. So I'd probably just continue to have G. Porteris in there. It just, it's always going to, I think for those of us who grew up with, a G. Porteri as our first, or G. Rosea. Obviously, there's talk that they're going to end up being just G. Rosea, just different color forms. But for those of us who started with those, there's, I think a lot of us hold them very close to our hearts. I know it became very popular to bash them for quite some time. That used to drive me nuts, where it was like suddenly the in thing for keepers to do was talk about how crappy G. Porteri or the rose hair tarantulas were for beginners. And it was just. It was just a bunch of people trying to sound important and smart, but it, I love them. I do think they can make good beginners if you're aware of what their issues are. Are there better beginners out there? Sure. Are there worse? Yes. It's They're not perfect, but I think they – obviously, there's so many of us that found a love of the hobby by starting these guys. You can't discount that. I mean, I this spider may, led into me getting into the hobby, getting – I don't know, I think I've kept like 130 species now, and it all started from the G. Porteri. Obviously, that you know, maybe some people are turned off by them. I was fortunate that mine never fasted. Obviously, if you get a pet that fasts and doesn't eat all the time, that's going to cause stress. So I can get why people are like they're not the best in the world, but for those of us who started with them, they're amazing. So number one would definitely be, without a doubt, that's the only one I would actually absolutely say this is my number one would be G. Porteri, and I don't think that's going to come as much as a surprise to as much of a surprise to anybody that was listening to this. So there you have it. Those would be the 10 that I would keep. But as I finish up here and look at my notes, I noticed two that I could not see myself parting with that somehow did not make the list. And now I'm like second guessing it. So this has been a running joke for years. Anytime I've tried to do any type of list, I second guess what I do. And right off the bat, missing from this list is C. Cyanio or Cyanio pubicans, the GBB. I love the GBB and can't imagine not having one in my collection. And I have two females that I absolutely adore that I'm not looking to breed right yet. I know there's people trying to get me males right now. I have a male lined up and I'm kind of full breeding projects. I just want to throw this out there because every time I mention I have a female or something, I get a bunch of emails asking if I want a male. I'm I'm good for now. I got one lined up. Uh, I can't imagine not keeping one of these. So I don't know where I would put them on the list or who I would bump. The other one that I am not, that would never leave my possession, and this is one where I love the species and I love this girl, would be my P. Murinus, my OBT. I could not get rid of her. I don't. So apparently we're going to have to throw down here because somebody's telling me I can only keep 10 and I'm apparently, well, if we count the P. Metallica one, I'm keeping 13. So I don't think that's that bad, honestly. Downsizing from 200 and something I have, probably, I don't know how many tarantulas I have. I think I'm like 220 something right now with all the slings and everything to 13 is reasonable, right? I mean, we, we just came down from 220, so I think that's reasonable. But 
this is why I hate these lists because right now, obviously, this isn't going to knock on wood. This isn't going to happen. Actually, Billy and I were talking about the fact that eventually we're going to move. And one of the things I'm looking for in a house is I need a larger tarantula room. I, I want a big – I see these videos of people that have these huge rooms or whole basements for them. And, and I would love to do something like that. So we'd probably end up with more. But I, this is why it kills me because I couldn't – I could not get rid of my OBT. I love this girl. She is the most laid-back OBT you've ever seen. Like never had – like, well, we had one instance where – she, I dropped the cricket and I have a video of it and I was trying to record it and I breathed on the web and she flew past the cricket and kind of came out of the enclosure. But that was a feeding response. That wasn't her being mean. I go in there and do maintenance. I feed her cricket. She just calmly walks away from me while I clean her water dish out. I love the spider. So I'm not giving her up and I'm not giving up one of my GBBs. There we go. So it looks like we're at at least 12 and I'm keeping my P Metallica female. So there, I just kind of pooed all over the list. We've turned it into the top 13. I, I honestly... I can't figure out who I would knock off this list to keep these guys. And this is why I don't like doing these lists because they make me frustrated for no reason. Now I'm upset. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So that's it. Here are the species that I can't seem to get rid of. Uh, You guys can pick your top 10 out of this. I don't know. But I would definitely have P. murinus would definitely have to. I would have to keep a P. murinus. I would have to keep a GBB, Ophilopinus, H. pulchropes, H. chalensis, N. trapepi or trapepi, P. cancerides, P. regalis with P. metallica as the alternate. We're going we're gonna to hide one of them. M. balfouri, G. pulchropes, T. blondi, and then G. porteri. That's it. I can't get it down any lower. I, this is, I, I, the worst part is, literally before I started doing this podcast, I was walking around, as I said, trying to write down names, crossing things out, moving them. Ah, I guess I get rid of this one. And I ha- finally had it down to 10. I was like, I can't believe I pulled this off. And then as I started recording this, and as I was talking, I looked down at the list, and I'm like, I know I'm missing something. Something's going to pop up at the end. So I guess if I have to pick only 10, we'll go with the original 10 with one thrown in. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna hide one. It's This is <laughs> Tom, – Tom doesn't play the game right. There we go. I just – I can't do this. This is why I've avoided this one for so long because I can't – in order to give it the thought you need to give it, you have to make it real in your head. And if you make it real in the head, you can't see giving away some of these guys. So I don't know. I guess we'll go with the original 10. I, I have to sneak the OBT and the GBB in there somewhere, but we'll figure that one out afterwards. What we'll do is we'll say I'm only keeping 10, but I'm going to go ahead and hide three in there and keep them in a closet so nobody can see them and actually keep 13. We'll go with that. So <laughs> that's it. There's my list. There's ones on here that again, I, even thinking about this now, I'm trying not to go back and allow myself to picture the tarantula room because there are other ones and I'm looking, hold on, I'm going to flip this paper over and I'm seeing ones that I would not want to get rid of. It's so tough. So what I, my challenge is to you guys feel free to partake in this pick. You know, if you have a smaller collection, obviously this one's going to be a little bit easier. If you have a larger collection, try to choose, well, if you have a smaller collection, pick five, let's put it that way. If you have a smaller collection, we'll say under 50, Pick five of them that you would keep. And then if you have a larger collection, over 50 or so, try to pick the 10 that you would hold on to and see what you come up with. I think it'd be interesting to see what other people come up with. It's kind of a fun thing. And again, I don't do these all that much. We try to keep things informative. And this one wasn't particularly informative. But you know what? I've had a long week doing you know the teaching stuff and everything. I want to have a little bit fun this time around. So that's my challenge to you guys. We'll see how it goes. Feel free to post up on Facebook. And I will try to get around to commenting to everything. Again, I apologize. It's just been a lot of work lately. And my eyes have been fried. So sitting in front of a computer for any length of time has kind of been killing me. And Billy's been quite busy lately, so she hasn't been able to help me out. It's just been it's been tricky. So 
I will make sure to check this one. I will get, I'm going to tell Billy which one we're doing too. She'll help me as well. Cause I do kind of want to see what people come up with for their list. I want other people to struggle like I just did. Go ahead. Try to come in. I mean, I, I failed miserably because right now I have 13 on the list and I don't know where I would take three off. And I'm sure after we finish recording this, I'll be later on, hopefully shooting a video for the first time in a little while. And I'll be in the transfer room, and I'm sure I will notice somebody that, that I'll be like, I couldn't let you go. Where would you go on this list? So give it a try. It is a lot of fun. Thank you for the people that have kind of, you know, prodded me into doing this and have asked. And at the same time, please don't ever ask me this question again. <laughs> it's just too difficult. So anyway, to close this one out, I have something I've been playing with, doing a lot of the teaching stuff lately. And the cool thing that's come out of this is with the distance learning thing with me having to teach from at home and try to engage the kids, which has been difficult because I, I can't imagine being a teenager right now with having to be responsible for doing my schoolwork at home. I did well in school, but I wasn't the best student in the world and I wasn't very motivated with this kind of stuff. So if I was doing it all for home, it would be a nightmare. But anyway, I found a lot more programs and online sites and things that allow me to engage the kids in fun ways. So one of the things I've been using is something called ED Puzzle, which allows you to take a video and you can add questions and notes to the video. So as you're listening to the video, it will stop and a note will come up that you can read or you can watch the video and a little pop quiz will come up. So anyway, say we're doing a video on rehousings and I say that you know what when you rehouse you want to prod the spider from the back and not prod it from the front something I know, I'm trying to think of some random detail then I may put up a little question where's uh what's the best place to approach the spider from with the brush when you're trying to prod it from the front from the back on its carapace or something like that and you get to choose right there and take a little pop quiz so I may try doing that with some of my videos just for fun for people that like to do more interactive things when they're watching a video plus I may make some videos for it which focus on basic tarantula husbandry, anatomy, things that would be fun so that if somebody's getting into the hobby, there's so much to take in. There's not really any way to kind of test yourself on it. I think it would be a fun way to work in some of my teaching strategies and kind of have it so you could go through the video, take a little quiz as you go, you know, just for fun. I wouldn't be great. It self grades itself, but that might be a cool way to kind of moving ahead because I think with the YouTube stuff, it's, I love the YouTube stuff. I obviously put all the notes on it, but this would be a way to kind of set myself away from the pack and really drive home that I'm doing this for educational purposes and not to make a quick buck or whatever. The other thing I've been working with is Quizlet. I've mentioned this before when we talked about how to learn scientific names, that you can make flashcards, and that there is an online program called Quizlet, which allows you to make interactive flashcards that you can not only use like regular flashcards where you go like, I don't know, GBB, and then you flip it over and it says, see, cyanopubicins or cyanopubicins but also it allows you to play little games with it. So one of them is you have all the different names, scientific names go up. Well, this is what I did with it. You can have all the scientific names go up and then all the common names go up and you got to quickly match them and it's like a timed thing. It's a fun way to play it. There's another one where it'll show you the scientific name and you have to type in the common name. So anyway, what I did was I signed up for a teacher account for a teacher account for that and it allowed me to make my own sets and add audio to them, add my own photos to them. So what I've created to start off is a set featuring just New World Tarantula species. And so what it is, is the New World Tarantula, the scientific name, and then the common name or names, because for some of these guys, there's more than one name. And then what you can do is kind of test yourself. If you want to learn these names, it's a cool way to do it. I had Billy using it the other night, and she was having fun with it. There's little games you can do. There's, I, I believe you have to sign up. You can get a free account, and I believe you can sign up using your Google or Facebook, which I think would be a cool way to do it. So if I post it up on Facebook, the link up on Facebook, hopefully what you guys can do is just sign up with your Facebooks. We can have some nice little battles to see who can answer these the fastest, because the matching game in particular, that's usually the one I hook my 
kids on at school because it feels more like a game. You got to beat high scores. And I think it would just be a fun way to kind of learn these. Plus, looking ahead, there's other things I can do with that. So, for example, one of the things I'm working on right now is a diagram of the parts of a tarantula so that you can go through and quiz yourself on what they are. Also, uh, the by buying the teacher thing, the, the big thing about buying the teacher account was the fact that it allows not only me to use pictures because I really wanted to use my own pictures on it, but also do audio. So for example, for the scientific names, I was able to record myself saying them. Now granted, this is me we're talking about, so God only knows if they're right, but when I heard different variations of them, I tried to use both variations. Again, we can argue all day long about how the scientific names are pronounced, but I did my best to pronounce them all correctly so the people that are having a hard time with the scientific names can at least have a ballpark, you know, of what they should sound like so they can practice them themselves. So anyway, very excited to do some more stuff with that because, again, I think the more I can turn this stuff into, you know, closer to what I do with teaching, the more satisfying and fun it'll be for me. And I think the more effective it'll be as a teaching tool because that's what all this is about, honestly, is making it as effective as possible and making, you know, taking kind of demystifying the hobby and making it much easier for people to learn and get into and be successful. in. so anyway, look forward to that. I don't know if they'll, we'll see. I'll try to have the first set ready to go up with this podcast. I'm working on the old world one now, and then we'll do some other ones afterwards. And to, to start off, what we're going to do is, you know, I'm going to start off with these sets and I will be adding to them. So if you see ones that some ones that I've missed or ones that should be on the list, let me know and we're going to add them all eventually. The ones that will get tricky, which I think is funny and shows why sometimes the common names aren't really very useful, is the species. The ones like the uh, Pamphibedia species Duran, where there is no real common name for them because they haven't been identified. Those will obviously be a little bit trickier, but we'll come up for something with that down the road. But right now, I just try to concentrate on some of the major ones, like just perusing the normal like vendor lists and stuff, ones that might pop up that people might be looking for. So anyway, we look forward for that to that we'll try to get those up this I'll, I'll try to work on them this afternoon i got them almost ready but i'm kind of like obsessing and i keep finding new ones that i want to add to the list so i, I don't want to release it until i feel like i got a good nice solid list there but i think i'm up to i want to say 35 of the new world tarantula species so i think that's a good start and at least we can get some feedback then and add some to it and tweak it so anyway that should do it for this one as always you can find me on youtube i've got to get my butt up and do a youtube video later because i haven't done one a little bit i have some partially shot that i haven't done anything with just haven't had the energy but hopefully we'll get those done and get one up later and then the website obviously tomsbigspires.com has been doing great which is awesome i think it's funny the more people are buying tarantulas the more traffic i tend to get and i've got to do some updates to that as well i have two articles i've been working on new ones that i have to put up and finish up and put up so hopefully we'll get those done soon as always hope everyone is doing well and staying safe and we'll catch you all next time.